Welcome back to Matt's Music, your favorite Christian rock and alternative show. Tonight is such a special show, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. We're going to hear songs from some classic bands, and we're going to hear some brand new music as well that was just released today. We also have an interview coming up, so stay tuned for that as well. Anyways, enough jabbering. Pitter patter, let's get at her with our first song of the evening. Here's a classic song from the 80s, Daniel Band with Hold On.
You just heard Avenir Sky with Worth the Fall here on Matt's Music, broadcasting the Rebel Signal to London, Ontario on 99.9 Faith FM and online to the world at mattsmusic.ca. Coming up, we have an interview with Joe from the band Comrades, but first, here is Thousand Foot Crutch with Move. listening to Matt's music, I am so stoked for the interview that is up next. I was blessed to sit down and talk with Joe, who plays guitar for the band Comrades. We talk about the interesting dynamics of the band, their new album that was released today, 
and so much more. I am so stoked for you to hear this. And don't forget to stick around after the interview for a special announcement. This is Matt's Music. Today I am joined by Joe McElroy from the band Comrades. They just released their album for We Are Not Yet. We Are Only Becoming Today, June 7th. Before we get into all that though, let's start with a little bit of the background of the band. Who is Comrades and what style of music do you play? Well, so Comrades is a three-piece band. Um, this guitar, bass, and drum. Our bassist, Laura, she's my wife actually, we're married. And uh, she does most of the singing and then... Our drummer, John, does most of the yelling stuff and a little bit of singing, and I do my best to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> um, but we, uh, we're, we sometimes call it post-rock. It gets called post-hardcore, too. It's, you know, we've done the post-rock thing with a lot of reverb and stuff like that, but we have some very technical mathy parts, and we have screaming, so it's, you know, a lot heavier than that. You know, a lot of the bands that we'll tour with and stuff are more hardcore and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so your wife, Laura, is the bass player and vocalist. Yep. How does that affect the band dynamic? We're definitely not a normal band. I mean, there's me and my wife are married, and then John hangs out, and it's, it's a very, it's very relaxed in terms of, you know, everybody's schedule. You know, the, some of the drama that bands have to deal with in terms of scheduling and interpersonal stuff isn't as big of a deal. But there's other challenges to that, just because you know my wife and I are with each other 24/7, and we. We never get time alone, and neither one of us makes much money, so we have that whole thing we're up against. You know, a lot of bands that are on tour, at least, they've got a spouse back home with a decent job or something like that. Um, so, you know, there's different... It's just a very different dynamic, but it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely a more... like a more peaceful scenario, just because we all know each other pretty well, and we're all pretty, you know, relaxed people when we're on tour. So, you know, we don't have... We don't have a lot of uh, big issues that come up or anything, you know? And what's your process for coming up with the concepts and lyrics for songs? Well, so um, this album, Laura actually wrote the majority of the lyrics for the whole album. And she actually had, she had a lot of stuff she'd been working on for really a long time. But John and I had started working on the music a little bit independently. Um, and once we had a few songs, kind of a direction of the, you know, where the sound was going to go, you know, we started showing that to Laura and then she kind of, just figured out exactly how, uh, like, you know, what songs are supposed to say what things and how the words we had fit with different things. And, you know, then we should, obviously we change up the songs and stuff to fit, fit around what she's written. But she does most of the work in terms of all the, all the lyric stuff and the actual concepts of what's happening. And in terms of your sound, what bands influence you or inspire you? We come from a pretty wide range of styles and we've been a band for a while. So some of our influences date back, you know, to when I was, in high school, you know, over 10 years ago at this point, you know, there's a lot of stuff from bands like Thrice and Me Without You and stuff like that. I personally took a lot of influence on my guitar playing from some of the, you know, faster punk and screamo bands like, um, uh, you know, bands like Satia and Paul Troy and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, even into that math rock world a little bit. We don't play stuff that technical. You know, I, I, we have a little bit of that influence at this point, but a lot of our stuff now gets more into the world of post-rock and there's a lot more delay and reverb and stuff like that. And John, our drummer, has been mostly in hardcore bands his whole life. And there's definitely a big part of that, of the fact that a lot of our heavier parts are, are based in stuff that's from the end of hardcore rather than the end of post-rock. What is the message you are trying to convey with your music? What statement do you want people to get from it? Well, I think more than a specific statement is I want the music to be a background and kind of a, a, a place 
people can go, you know, when they're dealing with the tough things that happen in life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know, we've been through a lot of heartache and sorrow as individuals and even as a band and stuff, you know, a few years back and like struggles are real and, and there's a lot of pain that happens in life. And, you know, if we can have music that, you know, help somebody get through that kind of stuff, that, you know, I mean, it's our, our, a lot of our songs deal with some of the pain and some of the heartache that's happened, but they also have a, you know, there's an ending to it. There's a, a place of like, hey, you know, this is a terrible thing that happened, but here's hope and here's future and here's the fact that things aren't over, you know? So yeah, I, I, that's a lot of work, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Uh, it was clear what you were trying to get across. Um, a lot of bands nowadays don't quite go for that sound where they, they just throw together a bunch of words that sound cool. And uh, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy that you guys uh, put some thought into your music. Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and you've been playing with Comrades for years now and done extensive touring across the U.S. What are some of your favorite shows that you've played? Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've been touring for a long time and a lot of it has been you know, pretty DIY, you know, a lot mm. of basements and garages and small places like that. And there are a, definitely a few that come to mind. Like, I remember we played a show in... Um, guy who's a friend of ours now hit us up on the internet and said hey do you want to play in north idaho at Coeur d'Alene and it was kind of kind of on our way from one show to another and we had a day off and we were like that'd be awesome never played there never even really heard of that we ended up going up there and showed up at this show um and it was in a basement of a house man it was just the kids there just went off so hard and i remember the ceiling was only about six feet high so we were you know kind of ducking already and trying not to hit our guitars on the ceiling And there was like kids like cloud surfing and stuff somehow between the ceiling and people. And it, I mean, it was just chaos. I broke a lamp. Somebody's lamp I broke. And it was just a really, really, it was one of those things that was like, man, that's like a punk documentary from the eighties. Like that was a really cool experience. But that's one that sticks in my mind. Um, we, we played a festival a few years. Well, quite a few years now called Audio Feed, um, down in Illinois. And for some reason, people there have been really, really cool to us. And, it's just wild. You know, we're a band that's used to playing in somebody's basement for 25 people and, you know, coming there and there's a thousand people there waiting to watch us play. That was a really humbling and awesome experience as well. You know, that's just a, I don't know, it's just very, very, very beautiful experience. Yeah, it's uh, that's yeah, quite the jump. Definitely two stick in my mind. There was one more that I was thinking about too and that was the, uh, the first time that we ever went to Europe. We showed up in Europe. I've never played a show in Europe before. I have no idea what it's going to be like we're on, we're at a festival in Germany and we, you know, had borrowed everything. Amp, we've been borrowing somebody's guitar. I mean, it was just, everything was uncomfortable and stressful. And we got on stage in a country that I've never been to before. And there's just like a room full of 800 people there that are like super stoked on what we're doing. And I'm like, how do you even know who we are? You know, like we're this little tiny band from America. And that was a really like, you know, moments that kind of sticks in your mind forever. And uh, your faith shines through in your lyrics and through your social media. It was very clear that it's a big part of your life. Are there any moments on tour or as a band together where you can't help but think that God protected you or God helped you out? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I we're not a band that preaches or anything, you know, I, but it's hmm. pretty clear what we believe through our songs and stuff like that. Hmm. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of times, especially earlier on, where there was just, you know, uh, we very much had no way of, we had no guarantees from getting paid. We had, you know, back then gas was 
450 a gallon and it was pretty hard being on the road. And, you know, there were just a lot of times that something would come through at the last minute, you know, provision wise. We end up with a place to stay. We'd end up with somebody buying us a tank of fuel. We'd end up with somebody giving us free food at a restaurant or something like that that just really took care of us mm-hmm. and provided for us in great ways. And, you know, we've, I, I, we haven't had any, well, actually, since we haven't had any dangerous experiences, a guy tried to mug our drummer in Trenton, New Jersey once, but the guy was pretty, pretty drunk and out of his mind and it, it was pretty easy to escape that. So I won't, I won't go into that one. But, but yeah, I mean, I was just seeing a lot of really cool ways that there's been provision. I mean, this life doesn't have real money in it and we're all adults that, you know, have families and have to figure out how this all works out. And the fact that he was able to keep doing this seems, seems like a lot of provision to me. Yeah, God has looked out for you along your journey, that's for sure. And uh, listening to the new album, For We Are Not Yet, We Are Only Becoming, what is the, the theme for that album? What, uh, what were you trying to tell the audience through your music? What do you want them to think about when they listen to it? In life, there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of things that, you know, people take advantage of other people. There's, you know, heartbreak. There's a lot of things that are negative that happen and you know, this album is kind of like, it definitely delves into a lot of that stuff pretty seriously, but also in a way where, you know, we can say, hey, like, these are some of the bad things that happen, but there is hope. You know, there is a, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and I really think that's like a really powerful part of this. This album, what we wanted to convey was just that, like, yeah, like, things are hard. And like, you know, sometimes there's people, I don't know, like, you know, you songs and stuff that people sing in church and they're, you know, pretty happy and, you know, sometimes pretty basic. And like, the fact is that like life, life isn't that way. It doesn't look that way all the time. And there's a lot of hardship out there, but there are ways to go through it and there's hope and there's, you know, there, there's a future, you know? Yeah. That's one of the things I, I liked most when I listened through the album is, uh, it's clear that you are coming from this, from a, a Christian perspective, but, uh, a lot of the Christian bands out there tend to stray away from the darker side of uh, people in general because it's not all happy puppies and roses. Life isn't yeah. doesn't work like that. And it's, it's always good, uh, I find, when a band acknowledges that and makes music for people who are struggling or to, to show that there's hope for those who are struggling. And... Your album really hits on that. It goes through that no matter where you are, you can always go to a better place. Or like your song, No Past, for example, it's one of my favorites on the album. And I'm not just saying that. It is a really good song, (laughs) along with Half Light. I love both of those songs. And I wanted to ask you, what is the meaning behind that song specifically? Well, so here's here's where I pull up my my sheet of the lyrics. So Laura actually wrote out a whole, um, she wrote like a, a research essay for every song and there's like a whole lyric book along with it. I'm actually going to go to this because Laura wrote this song. So I want to make sure I get, you know, what she was trying to say. Don't just give you an easy answer. Right. Um, well, it says, so many people ask why God would let things happen. It feels elementary, like foundational. Um, it's a question that leads in many directions. And that even goes to like the, the why do bad things happen to good people and all that sort of stuff. But it says like, but the thing with God is that no matter the depth of wrong, he sees the soul at the bottom. 
And I think that, you know, that's the way the song starts out. God, what is it like as a father watching your children destroying each other? And it says, the darkness is not dark to you. That's a really interesting concept just because in our, you know, when we're going through hardship, when we're going through struggle, we see the situation as it affects us or as it affects someone else. And we don't see that in light of future or past, generally. And, you know, there's not an easy answer to why did terrible things happen and why do people go through, you know, hardship and struggle and stuff. But the reality is that there is, there is a future and there is a past and there are things that we can't explain that we can't see. And like, so this, I'll take this into the next part. Like the one thing I thought was really cool that Laura wrote about this, like, is the idea that like, she was writing about thinking we have a restaurant next to our house and there's people sitting outside on the patio and, you know, you can hear maybe 20 different people having conversation. You can't write, quite pick out what's happening, you know, but you can tell it's all going on. And the idea that when we go through, you know, when a person goes through a struggle or a hardship or, you know, something violent happens, we're overwhelmed just by that one instant, that one terrible thing that happens. Yet God is in the midst of millions of people having millions of things happening all around the world at once. And the idea of what must it be like to be in those shoes, to be in that that idea of having so many different children, so many different stories, um, that many of them have hurts all happening at once. And I thought that was a really like just crazy like you know thing to think about because we always think about a you know something that happens is one specific thing, but there are so many different stories happening all at once. And like I don't know, yeah, it was just a really that was a really crazy like thing to think about as I read it. But you know, a lot of this you know, there's also a song in this uh line in this song about yeah, doubt is but a shadow cast. But with him there is no past. Like doubts and questions and stuff, you know, there's a lot of these questions are big and don't have an easy answer. Um sometimes not even any answer at all. Um and she wrote like when we address things we cannot comprehend, we never come face to face with doubt. Sometimes it lingers like smoke on a still day, others it blasts through our minds. We either brace for it or we hit the ground. We brush off our bruised knees and make the choice to pursue or to relent. These days, doubt doesn't shake me like it used to. Everyone needs to learn to process it in their own way, but it has no death knell any longer. And that's what, just an interesting thing of seeing like the fact that something happens that is bad, the fact that there are terrible things happening in the world, that doesn't mean that there isn't good. That doesn't mean that there isn't also hope and purpose and healing and reconciliation and that kind of thing. And like, that's something that's really hard to see in the moment. But, you know, there, I think one of the things about this song that you know, resonates with me a lot is that there, we don't have to have an answer to every question. We don't have to fully grasp the vastness of, of what goes on in life. You know, we simply have to try to do our best to heal from things. And yeah. So I, hopefully that makes some sense. I'm, I'm saying a lot of words here. No, it, it, it makes a it makes a lot of sense. And uh, you just said that you're reading this from uh, the lyric book for your upcoming album. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and Laura wrote like about every song. There's a bunch of quotes and different, um, you know, different like kind of the reasoning behind why she wrote each song. And there's like, I mean, even in this, there's you know that one part of the song comes straight from Psalms. It's uh, one thirty nine twelve. It's even the darkness is not dark to you and conceals nothing from you. But the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. And I thought that was something that was, you know, it sounds like such a basic thing to say, but the idea that, 
you know, something that seems dark to us or seems, you know, inconceivably bad, that there can be good that comes out of, of any situation. There can be healing. There can be hope. I, I'm very much looking forward to reading everything that she's written. Uh, the songs are uh, just looking at the lyrics. They're well thought out. And uh, I'm curious uh, what the different explanations for the songs are. And I'm very much looking forward to my copy of the album. Yeah, the, the book thing, I'm, I'm really excited that Laura went through with that. She worked on it for like two months, trying to just gather all the you know, sources she used for everything and um, coming up with explanations you know, for what everything was. And I just think it's such a cool, like, you know, there, there is so much meaning behind a lot of people's songs and being able to share that and have people really understand, you know, where, where we're coming from is really cool. It's, I mean, it's a huge thing. It's not like included with the album or anything. Oh, it's not included. It's, it's, it's a whole big, like, it's like 30 pages. Oh, big book. oh, um, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how will, so, how will the, the book be released? I, so, we were trying to make sure we actually just got the yesterday we got the um all the final proofs for it so it's going to be released it is going to be printed and we're going to sell it not for much money but it's going to be printed and sold both through the label and we'll have it at our at our shows and stuff at the merch table and then we're also going to have a downloadable version that we can send as well that is going to be really interesting i'm going to have to pick up a copy of that too then <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm I'm really excited about it. It's just like a whole other layer of depth that we've never, you know, had with an album release before. That I'm yeah, I'm really excited for people to understand. I I don't know of um, many other bands that have added a depth like what you're describing to their music, to their songs that they've released, and it makes me excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much. So far, the final question to you is a bit of an oddball question. If anybody has ever gone to my site, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. What would win in a fight, an emu or an ostrich? Ooh. See, so I haven't been to your site yet. Oh, well, you um, should check it out and vote. i figure out if there's like an inside answer to this. So, this is just, just <laughs> face, face value here. It's face value. What would win in a fight? A fight, uh, I, I had to clarify this with uh, the last person I interviewed. A fight to the death because they were like, oh, wow. Uh, so what would win, an emu or an ostrich? So, okay, this is a really basic answer, but I think I have to go with the emu. I, I don't know. It's just generally the Australian version of whatever the rest of the world has is just way, way more tough. Yeah, you're incredibly right. <laughs> it is. Uh, like ostriches are tough. Ostriches are tough. They're large birds too. I didn't realize. Oh yeah, they're they're huge, but they're massive. No, and an emu sounds like a really mean animal. Yeah, um, <laughs> they won a war against the Australian government one time. What? One hundred percent serious. The Australian government went to war with them, and while there were more casualties on the emu side, they showed advanced tactics against the Australian government and ended up winning. Absolutely that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it's wow. and you're you're incredibly right when you say everything in Australia is just far far more crazier. 
Yeah, yeah. They just they just don't mess around down there. No. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate you giving up your time like this. Absolutely. It was yeah. This is great. Is there anything that you'd like to tell any of my audience? I mean, I'm just really, I'm really grateful that this album turned out the way it did, and that we're able to, you know, able to release it, and hopefully, you know, through this and you know, other things we're doing, you know, more and more people can hear about it. You know, it's something that's really personal to us, and yeah, just thank you all so much for, you know, taking your time to to look into this. All right, and thank you again for coming on. That was Joe McElroy from the band Comrades. Their new album for We Are Not Yet, We Are Only Becoming released today. You can find it on Apple Music and Spotify. And don't forget to check the band out online at wearecomrades.com. I'd also like to announce that we are giving away a vinyl of the new album by Comrades, courtesy of Face Down Records. Thank you very much. I am very excited about this one. It's a great album. Trust me, I've listened to it over seven times. They've put a lot of thought into the lyrics and meaning behind each and every single one of those songs on the record. And I promise that you will enjoy the album. For your chance to win the vinyl of the new album, head over to mattsmusic.ca slash matsmusic.ca slash contests for more information. There are many ways to enter to increase your chance of winning. Once again, we are giving you a vinyl of the new album by Comrades. Head over to matsmusic.ca slash contests for all the information you need to win. We're going to hear from Comrades now. Here is No Past on Matt's Music.
That was Artifacts Pareo with Laugh and the World Laughs With You. You're listening to Matt's Music. Head on over to mattsmusic.ca to check out our latest contest. We are giving away a vinyl copy of the album for We Are Not Yet. We are only becoming, and trust me, you do not want to miss this. Right now we have Falling Up. Here is Broken Heart. In this moment, synchronized inside. Where's the pain to legacy of life? A different picture will unfold. A healing find this way through. Sifted times I take another breath. With an ambience of nothing left. So heal my heart, rain down your love. These waters bring me back to life.
Aaron Gillespie with Say This Sooner. You're listening to Matt's music. Up next, a song that really takes me back. Here is Hawk Nelson with Frog. You talk and you stop and you look at the mock-headed kid who is right by your side. You feel straight as he takes all the jokes you create and he'll steal them with all of your lines. Everybody thinks he's the greatest. You know he's just a fraud. Ready, broad.
Hearts Like Lions with Thank You Very Little. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show tonight. If you want to stay connected between shows, you can follow the show on Twitter, Matt's Music Show, all one word. You can also check out my website, mattsmusic.ca, which has all of our previous shows on there, as well as links to our iTunes and Google Podcast. As always, don't forget to tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. here on 99.9 Faith FM. Don't forget to go to mattsmusic.ca slash contest to win a vinyl of the brand new album, for We Are Not Yet, We Are Only Becoming by Comrades. For our last song of the evening, we have House of Heroes with Angels of the Night.
street lamps light up We take the long way home And dream of where the night will take us All of the windows down Let the magic in and I'll float out I've been looking for a way to let it go it be okay for now angels of night hide in the half light praying for souls Face it though 